Putin Bratwurst. Hello and welcome back. This is 2021. This is the 10th of January. A happy New Year to all our listeners. This is Putin Bratwurst and we're back. Philip, can you hear me? I can and I can hear you very clearly uh, on my new setup. I'm so happy. But uh, You have a new I, setup. That's, I do, that's a big I do. one. So for the listeners, the thing you have to know is uh, my previous, as I said several times, my previous laptop sucked. But like, it took it 30 minutes sometime to get into the call, with yeah. Simon, which was complicated. But now it's 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 a thing of the past. And I also want to wish um, a happy new year to uh, to all our listeners. Um, it might be a challengeful year again, but I wish I hope you'll be able to um, uh, keep you keep smiling. And if we can help with this, then I'm I'm very happy. So um, yeah, have you survived the the holidays and and all that stuff? My holiday was very low key, and I think last time we had an episode, it was illegal for me to go to Quebec yeah. City. Yeah, it, it turned out the day later or the day after that, they said that people that live alone are allowed to visit their fam their direct oh, family. Yeah, uh -huh. so I managed I managed to go to Quebec City. Oh, that's cool. Yes, to see my family, only my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't see the rest of my family. Um, uh, I managed to go take a walk with my nieces. Yeah, because uh, being outside is. Now it's illegal, but it used to be legal back then. So I got to see my nieces a bit. So um, it was it was it was good. Um, yeah. How are your holidays? Uh, you know, um, when when they like here we have a total lockdown, right? So I was allowed to visit my family, so I did do that. Um, but stores are closed, restaurants are closed, basically everything's closed, and we have like. Um, um, a, a lockdown time, you know, meaning that uh, we have to be back at home at 9 p.m. So um, I, the um, many people and advertisement, they were like, well, this year is going to be different, but it's so relaxing. It's all about family and blah, blah, blah. I really found that to be very exhausting, to be honest. It's, it's irresponsible um, even, I think. But like how and how far do you think I mean, it's irresponsible? I mean, calling out saying like giving false hope like this, like it was going to be different this year or something. Well, no, well, well, it wasn't really false hope. I mean, they, you know, they were like saying that Christmas is all about being with your family and stuff, uh, and and therefore we get we get to focus on exactly that. And yeah, that's that's right. I, I I wouldn't have visited my visit vivid uh, I wouldn't have visited otherwise. However, I found that to be very annoying because maybe that is because my where my family lives and and you know that Philip, yep. it's rather rural mm -hmm. and it's more quiet. And if you stay there for a number of days and a number or, uh, like longer than than a cut, then you know the after after a while going out with the dog and you know watching a movie gets boring as well and I, I normally when i'm home i have like different things that i go to you know i i there's some restaurants I, I go to i visit certain amount of friends um i go to nuremberg which is the nearest city where there's a, a clothing store that i absolutely love so i go there um, I I go to to the spa like we have some very nice spa areas around there where I always go around Christmas time I always love it you know going in the sauna and then outside into into the snow I always recharge my batteries there and I couldn't do any of that those things and 
you know, then it really starts to be a little bit stressful. So for me, this, this wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't that as relaxing as, as, um, advertisement, um, told us it, it will be. Right. Uh, different for sure. I, I, I fully get that. Uh, so for how long were you were there with the whole time? Oh, I was very, I was at home for like almost two weeks. Wow. So because I, you know, I had some vacation days left that I needed to take. So I thought, mm. you know, since I, I'm not going to go anywhere outside of Germany, so why not use the time and uh, use it and have more time at home? Mm-hmm. I didn't really, when I planned that, I didn't really think of that, what that means, you know, being um, with the family all the time and them also being around uh, each other yeah. all the time. You know, I love my family and all, but it's really... You know how it is. Uh, after really you, we live on our own, and we have our own separate apartments and stuff. And there's just some some habits that you have that uh, your family doesn't have anymore, and the dynamics uh, that you used to have when you were still living with your parents is not existing anymore. Yeah. So that's um, yeah, that's a little bit um, stressful, say the least. But you know, it, it eventually worked out, and. I'm back here and and that that's uh, I'm I'm glad also that uh, life is back to normal. I I really um the other day I was talking to my girlfriend and you know she was like complaining about how every day is rushing and uh, how we're not really able to do you know cool things and uh, enjoy the day. Well actually it's fucking cold outside and it's gray and dark and uh, and we have still have this stupid um quarantine and everything i really want those days to rush by i really cannot wait until it's like march or so and uh, things have cleared down yeah uh you talk about uh <clears throat> you're talking with a winter expert here um yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 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 not getting any warmer here either uh, i don't want to b- talk about temperature too much because i think our friendship goes beyond beyond talking about temperature <laughs> but <laughs> but um yeah it's 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 tough for sure but uh, i'm also happy to uh to be back in my things and that's the thing right it's like not my bed yeah. uh it's like I'm, i i didn't go with my partner because <clears throat> she She's from the area from where I live usually, um, and as you said, you said like you, you know you you lose the habits you, you had before when you were living with your parents and getting back with them is strange whatever. But for me, it's crazy how quickly I get back into my old habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I arrive with my dad, it's always like great, like we're having such a jolly time. But when I stay for more than a couple of days, we we, we kind of fall back into the whole habits we had when I was living there. But yeah. like not not the best ones. Um, like I like I argued with him a lot and it's just uh, a lot of clashing with him which is it's like I wish we didn't because <laughs> I was only there for what six days seven days mm, yeah but uh, it's just how it was and uh, but uh, played a lot of board games with my parents because uh, that's basically what we could do uh, drank a lot of good wine because I can't afford that but they can so that's fun <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, do you play cribbage do you know cribbage um, is that the one where you're you're on a flying broom and you have to catch the golden uh, little ball from Harry Potter? Uh, it's also British, but it's not the same sport, no. Oh. Cribbage is only a card game. Oh, oh no, I don't know. <laughs> it's a card game. You have like a wooden board. And maybe you've seen this before. You have like a wooden board. It's like rectangular. Uh-huh. And little pins that you move around for your points. And it's like in a circle. It, 
ish shape. Anyway, my dad and he, we love this game. So what we did was we, we bought a bunch of like, uh, uh, how do you call that? Like Lotto, Scratchy Lotto. You know, lottery mm-hmm. tickets that you scratch to get if you win. Yeah. You, you guys have that in Germany too, I bet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we buy a, b- a bunch of that and we bet, like, oh, I'm going to win this game. If if you lose this much, like, I'm going to double down on it, whatever. So we were, like, betting on scratching tickets, whatever. It's kind of dumb, but you know what? It it, it it was good for what it was. Uh, did you did you win any money? Uh, so our rule, like, because we were not winning much, obviously. So our rule was, because um, uh, my dad bought most of them. So I was uh-huh. like, you know what? If I, if I win less than $10, just keep it to repay the tickets i guess yeah so i only won below five actually so oh, okay well and, still uh, still i didn't get anything and my dad didn't uh got to pay back most of them so mm, okay. um still fun still fun but yeah. Um, yeah yeah a lot of reading too i read a lot um, well, that's good that's yeah nice. I, I love reading it's it's it's, it's a hobby I, I totally came back i fall back in love with um in 2020, I'd say. So uh, it's, it's a lot of reading. That's fun. Nice. I tried to read like an essay, like a political stuff or something. Uh-huh. And a fiction at the same time. So depending on my mood, I'll read one or the other. Very satisfying to do that, I feel like. But uh, yeah. Um, now, uh, to talk about a little bit of other thing that's been going on. Um, and I think we need to address this. What the fuck is going on in the US? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah wow i saw it happening live as you probably <clears throat> can guess yeah uh, i i don't want to talk about my work too much but um like let's just say i i was exposed to it through my work yeah um so uh it was i as soon as it started and i, I saw it before they breached in mm-hmm. like i started following it before they breached in yeah just so people are aware we're talking about the, the capital riots mm-hmm. uh capitol hill riots um and I, I, even before the breach, I was like, this is historical. Like, uh, there's something here that I never thought that I would ever see. Yeah. And uh, I was following the development very intensively. And I was updating my team on what was going on. And um, it was, I would say, even a bit traumatizing. Because it was really hard for me to concentrate on what was going on at work. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, it's, 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 very, it's very strong in symbolism. Uh, and it was it was violent. I mean, I, I saw the gal got shot. I saw the video of it. Really? I haven't yeah, seen Absolutely. Oh, wow. I saw the video of the gal getting shot. I saw her falling on the ground with a, in a wow. pool of blood. Yeah, it's it's gruesome. Hold uh, on. Uh, was she shot by police or was she yeah. shot by the protesters? Because I think police. a policeman also died, right? Yes. So she was shot by the police. Uh, so from what I understand, they were trying to breach in um one of the two i think it was the senate they were trying to get in and yeah. the police the capital police that were inside uh, barricaded the door mm-hmm. and they told and they, they got their weapon out and like um like don't come in don't try to come in stop trying to come in whatever and they yeah. kept going and one of them shot wow um why how it's unclear but uh from what i was seeing from the image i think these people were under a lot of pressure to pull the capital police I think they were very war- concerned for their own safety. Yeah. Uh, so um, not the biggest police fan, whatever. But uh, I mean, if you see the image, uh, they were like four against like two hundred. <laughs> and that, that, that's and that's the thing. Is like, why did that happen? Like, is it that easy to get there? 
So, so it's, yeah. one of, it, it's a there's there's a big questions regarding this, and I'm sure you're um yeah aware I, of it and interested I in it. Follow the discussion, yeah. Very peculiar, uh, very strange uh, how these people got there, got in. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but um, some people say they might have been inside support or whatever. So uh, it's very, it's very worrying. You know, um, do you remember last year when um, in Germany some the, something very similar happened when, uh, um, you know, anti-corona um, uh, yeah. r- regulators yeah, and you, doubters? You met, you met them rushed. in the train, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and, and that <laughs> yeah. they 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 rushed into the German parliament as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and they they I think they only managed to go to the steps or so, but it was super close as well. Um, and um, hold on, and some even got in, but I think that was a different occasion. Anyways, um, you know, I think uh, if if that these products protesters in the u.s had been black lives matter or had been antifa and if it had been the same you know black lives matter antifa whatever here in germany i think they wouldn't have gotten in and i think the police would have been much harsher against them i do think that um that um since they're white and uh, and since they are uh, somewhat conservative I think that's why um, police is very, very soft on them, and they probably um, um, even even sympathize with them. And I think that's a global problem that police has. So I do think um, that what you call a conspiracy theory, I'm very positive that that's a point. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm a, and and besides, obviously, uh, Trump, uh, the whole Trump clan, they knew what what they were instigating with with their speeches and everything i mean i think even um i, I saw donald trump jr's live stream where uh, they were like in some sort of like a tent or a bunker while it happened watching screens and there was like you know um, party music and he he said into the camera like yeah you guys are patriots you're fighting for for everything don't back down this is this is your time you know stuff like that and yeah, he went he Patriots was rioting against democracy that's very yeah, yeah. very american right very american and and <laughs> you know there um donald uh, and donald trump was there as well smiling and stuff you know the thing is the people behind it meaning trump and and his family they're fucking stupid like they really are dumb you know um, and that's that's the good thing for democracy because normally if you have like a coup attempt or something like that, you you would think that you had people behind it who know what they're doing and who have like a very good strategy, and uh, and they obviously don't. They just think you know since Trump is so super popular, um, that there's just gonna be a bunch of uh, like so many people rushing in and. And fighting for it like i actually do believe that trump thinks the majority is behind him um on the other hand it's you know it's very stupid for for um it, it shows how how weak the system is that they that even though it, it was only some uh, some idiots who like like this guy with the with the moose head or whatever he was you yeah, know yeah. then the buffalo bill guy i mean come <laughs> on like i i saw i saw um i saw um a comment on on i think it was from the fat jew on on instagram who um who had a picture of the riot and said um 
um, I, I don't know what, what the context was, but he, he called them vanilla ISIS. And I love that comment a lot. I thought, I think it's really funny and fitting. I mean, there's vanilla ISIS running into the, into, uh, into the, the, you know, the, the heart of American democracy and it just works. Uh, yeah, and, and then again, nothing happens from it. It's just, it's bizarre and it's stupid. And I don't know, I don't know what to think about it. And now the, the question on my side is what's going to happen. Do you think he, since Democrats are rushing to get him impeached and I, I wish that, that to happen because it means that, you know, he, I think he doesn't get the pension he, he would get. Otherwise um, he doesn't get um, um, intelligence anymore. He's not going to get a $1 million travel budget. And um, most importantly, he would not be allowed to, to run again in 2024, which would be amazing. Um, but do you think that's actually going to happen? Depends on the Republican. Do they feel like it? Well, uh, uh, as far okay. as I heard, there is a certain amount of uh, Republicans yeah. who uh, want they him have to. I mean, they have to. to impeach. At this point, if they don't, it's just history is going to remember them as. The thing filth. is. The thing is, um, you know, you know, Ted Cruz, the the the, the probably the sli- worst, the slimiest of all Republicans. Pro- I mean, probably, go probably. go 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 YouTube, uh, go on YouTube and uh, watch like Vic Bear, Vic Berger, um, um, uh, compilations of uh, Ted Cruz, and he's ugh, that guy is so embarrassing and creepy and weird. It's really he's a he's he's something to be laughed at, but um. Has a lot of power he, though, and nothing to laugh at. Yeah, he's the senator of Texas, and he he really is um, is pro Trump now. In the beginning, they were like arch enemies, and now they're like best buddies. And it's very very obvious obvious that what he wants to do is to increase his political chances in the future by sucking up to Trump. But I wonder if they, you know, if they get rid of Trump for good, if they um, stop him from running again. Then that means all the other Republicans get their fair chance because in 2024 they would have to line behind him, line up behind him, and they they then could didn't didn't need to because so that's why I think there's a fair chance of many Republicans supporting it because they would just get rid of that idiot and could play the game themselves and just and still pretend to be um, you know to have the same political values and everything. One consequence I think will happen, and we're starting to see it, is a lot of these individuals that used to their advantage uh, things like QAnon or conspiracy mm. theories, or they will pay for it. If um, in, and we already see it where uh, some of the former supporters of Trump or something yeah. are being followed, they're being shout at. Shout at. Um, I think there's going to be consequences for this because they they instigated something that is going to survive survive the presidency mm-hmm. and they will <clears throat> no longer control it um and you know it can be quite intense and that's why people I, when people were drawing like a connection with religion i was like well bullshit whatever but when i saw that they built a gallow on the protest to hang mike pence <laughs> Oh, did uh, they? I, I, yeah, I, there, there was a gallow built uh, uh, during the pro- outside. Um, uh, you know, uh, Pence life is probably you know more or less in danger for the 
upcoming decade, you know? It's, mm. uh, and there was another um, Republican leader that I forgot his name. Uh, I saw videos of him trying to walk out like in a like in a mall or some random place, and it was like a mall. Oh, like, wasn't at Vince him. Graham? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, it's, that's intense. That's really yeah. intense. And I think some of these people that refused to criticize it, refused to act when it was time to do so. Um, now that they, they they are not dancing with the music anymore, they're gonna face consequences. And as much as we might or might not disagree politically. I don't wish these people to be harassed for 10 years and like have them murder threat on them. Uh, I, I saw, um, I, I, I watch a lot of videos by um, Kyle Kalinske, who is a, a rather leftist uh, YouTuber and, and a podcaster. His YouTube channel is called Secular Talk. I highly recommend his analysis of everything that's going on in US politics. And he said that, there is going to be a war in an ideological war within the Republican party. Oh, that has to happen. That, um, and it, it's already starting now and it, it will show where it goes. And uh, I also think it has to happen and will happen. Uh, I also believe that in some ways this will and should happen within the democratic party, but that's another story. Um, to what you said, you know, I think, in, in many ways, Republicans get, you know, they get what they deserve, you know, like it's, well, if you support that guy and you push him and you never step in for whatever he says, because you just see how much power it gets you. And then when it all falls, falls down, it lands on your own feet. And now, and now you are the one who, who will has to actually grow a pair of balls and that, um, that fires back at you. Well, that's your own fucking fault. I mean, obviously, I don't want anyone to be killed or anything, but you know, you get what you deserve, and yes, you know, that's uh, there's some things, some values that should be oh, uh, that should be more important, and that also holds for American media, news media outlets like Fox News. If you feed the monster constantly, and you know, you 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 get money from that, you get power from that. And really just give a shit about, don't give a shit about your own moral values. Well, then in the end, the mon when the monster attacks you, what, should, what are you going to do? Who's going to believe you then? And, you know, so I think that's a good thing. Uh, I think it's, it will even be a better thing if, if Trump gets impeached and can't run again, because then what is he going to do? You know, impose a second state within the state? That's not going to work. So... Yeah, uh, and uh, talking about the U.S. Uh, potentially to close this segment or whatever, but yeah, uh, the tension with Iran is something we don't talk about much. But I, I, I when people ask me um, my analysis of the you know the Trump um, uh, regime, if we can say, because uh, for people that maybe are first listeners or something, I, I studied into international relations. And I always say it's it's that's that's what he, he screwed up the most in my opinion is international relations, especially with his allies. Um, but Iran also was a total disaster how he dealt with that country, and we see the consequences starting now again. We saw it before uh, with like tankers being seized and whatever. But now, yeah. have you seen the video of like the secret base? Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, not cool. And uh, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just hoping things will uh, will get better. 
And there's a, a, a very important um, whistleblower, that the one that released the Vietnam paper, Ellsberg, I think his name is, mm-hmm. wrote an article in The Guardian uh, that I recommend our listeners to go read if they are interested in the topic. And he's begging intelligence agents from the Pentagon to whistleblow if um, if this, to, uh, to avoid the war with Iran, basically. Uh, it's like if if you know something that is going on, like tractation, like manipulation of the media, whatever, like happened with Vietnam or like uh, or Iraq, even when they were saying, oh, there was like mass de- mass destruction weapons, or whatever. If, if if they are playing this game with us, you have to 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 uh, to leak it. Um, so that's a big call that he's making, and he's like one of the most important whistleblowers in the U.S. history. So. Um, we'll see. It's something that I, I, I'm not an expert on. I, I don't have a, a much information to share, but it's something I'm going to watch closely in the upcoming days because yeah. it really concerns me a lot. I also don't know how, what Biden's stance are on that. I mean, he is rather conservative and I don't really think he's a pacifist. So we'll see. But... Not expecting much, but one of his first announcements is one of the worst things that could have happened, in my opinion. It's uh, He called out for a law to be passed for... Um, national terrorism so basically the patriot act but for like again or something mm. like more surveillance more spying on citizens um, oh boy not a big fan of that um so i think his, his presidency is starting with a very bad note in my book if i have given a grade of, of already i would say that's that's a that's a e that's a f <laughs> but uh it's like they're taking every excuse, every chance they have to increase their power. And it's like people say the same thing about like coronavirus. I think it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the response to COVID is different. Um, yes, they're increasing control, but I think most people, including you and me, I think know that it's temporary. Well, yeah. these these act, these patriot acts, whatever, are often permanent and uh, are way more insidious because you don't really know what's going on. It's like secret stuff, spying on citizens. Um, Hate it. So I'm not very confident about how he's going to deal with Iran. We'll see. It's very different All cases, right. but we'll see. We'll see. Um, very closely. I would like to close the segment with a song. It's yeah. a classic in my mind already. It's a few years old, but I, th- I think it's very fitting and I like it and would like you guys to listen to it again. So we hear more from this great um, musician and artist. It's by Childish Gambino and it's called This is America. And my song is a song for the new year for everybody who's listening. Also a really cool artist to discover. She's called Wise Blood and the song is called A Lot's Gonna Change. All right, hear you guys in a moment. The enormity of, of their flat brain, the enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. You have to do yourself a favor when you're out in the countryside and you see chicken try to look a chicken in the eye with great intensity and the intensity of stupidity that is looking back at you is just amazing by the way uh, it's very easy to hypnotize a chicken Uh, they're very prone to hypnosis hello and welcome to the second take of today's Putin Bradwurst your long distance podcast with me today, very special guest, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome aboard. I've heard different... before. <laughs> I want to talk to you about something that happened to me recently. Um, I have a new obsession. Okay. 
We're going on the way lighter tone, by the way. I think our listeners need it anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I got my new PC, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And I love strategy games. Yeah, I'd say my favorite games are RPGs and strategy games mm-hmm. and management games. That's whatever. And as you probably know, strategy games happens on PC mostly. That's where yeah. that's where it's happening. That's going on computers because you need the key, the, the, the mouse, right? Yeah. And um, so I, I, there was a good deal. I don't think I don't know if it's happening in, in Germany, but it's a thing called a Game Pass. Maybe you heard about it. Nope. Um, it's, it's like a Netflix for games, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friends are on it. Like, There's a deal. You pay one dollar Canadians. So that's like I don't know, sixty cents of euro. Yeah. Um, and you get three months of it. So unlimited access to like 150 games or something. Wow. It's a try. It's a trial, right? Three months. Three months. Mm-hmm. Pretty sick. Um. So I jumped in and I looked at their. I was like, you know what? Maybe they have some good strategy games. So I decided to take a look. And what they have. It's a game that came out recently, and I've I've heard about it a lot, and I really wanted to try. It's called Crusader Kings Three. Have you heard about this? Never. I am obsessed with this game. I dream, <laughs> I dream of this game. Oh shit! <laughs> it's it's a feudalism simulator. So okay. the 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 game is basically the map of the let's say old world. So it goes from uh, let's say the northeast. There's Iceland. Mm-hmm. All the way down to like the west of Africa, mm-hmm. I would say it's it ends around where Nigeria would be. I would say maybe a bit above that. Yeah. Then it goes to the east way until like at the west part of China, mm-hmm. and the north goes all the way to Siberia. So that's right. that's your that's the the game is that's what it is, okay. and you can decide to play any any level of government in that world in either 18 or 10 something uh uh-huh. okay so you can play either for example as the emperor of the old german empire or yeah. you could play as one of its of the i guess it's was it kingdoms inside it i think it is uh you can play as one of the kings inside the empire or you could play as one of the vassal of the king mm-hmm. you decide and basically what you do in the game is that you manage your realm but it's a bit, you have to manage your family. And it's very funny. It's a crazy funny game because you have to arrange marriages. You have to get children to get like, because when your character dies, you play as his hair. And the game goes on until the, the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And it takes forever. It never got past like <laughs> 1100 something. And what's funny is that the character, they have traits that they can pass on. And traits can be positive or negative. Uh, and and uh, some of them could be, for example, that your character is lustful, means he's gonna cheat on his wife. Um, and for, for example, like my my friend was 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 at that trait. He was the king of Ireland, and and he got he got uh, syphilis from sleeping with prostitutes. And he got he, what happened is that he was trying to get a hair, and he passed on syphilis to all his hairs. Um, all his children were zero year old baby with syphilis. Nice. And that was his characters uh, to play with for, for the future. Uh, or, or, for example, uh, I was playing as an African tribe lord. And to make pres- you need to make prestige to be respected. And one of the ways, uh, it's in 1800, just mm-hmm. I don't want to be offensive, um, is to get concubines. Mm-hmm. And, and so what happened was when my grandfather uh, died, I took my grandmother as my concubine. <laughs> she, was a very, 
she was a very famous woman, so she was giving me a lot of prestige. <laughs> oh god. It's a crazy game, and you can you, you can get exposed secrets from other kings to use as hooks against them. Uh-huh. So for example, I was trying to find if my neighbor I could do something against him because I want to make war with him to get his mm-hmm. control of his land, but you cannot attack anyone any at any time. It's yeah, it's more complete. You have to get to reason. So I sent spies and I found out that he was practicing cannibalism. <laughs> so I was like, and that that was in a, I was playing in a, I was playing in Barcelona, I think at that time. I was mm-hmm. playing in Barcelona. And I was like, oh, my neighbor is doing cannibalism. So I'm gonna like blackmail him into giving me stuff, otherwise I'm gonna report. <laughs> <laughs> so and it's it's crazy you can create your own religion you can go on crusades you can go on um, the jihad also there's so many things it's wow. crazy uh, it's a crazy game and you can play online with games uh, with friends and uh it's, it's, it's absolutely insanity and um i cannot recommend this game enough to anybody who wants like a good uh, laugh and also a good brain tease because it's there's a lot of strategy involved. You have to arrange all the weddings to get alliances and conduct wars and deal with... The game has a lot of randomness. Things happen all the time that you have no control over and you have to make decisions all the time. Are you going to prison this person? Are you going to torture this person? Are you going to let that happen? Are you going to wage war? Just You make a billion decisions every minute and I feel like a good game requires you to make constantly decisions. And it's so fulfilling. And, and uh, yeah. Do you play it with, with like friends or is it really you playing and everything else is CPU? So I, I, I play with friends. So I, the, play, the, the game I was playing yesterday night was uh, I was playing um, as the chief of Mogadishu. So in uh-huh. Somalia, yeah. I had a friend playing in Nepal and another playing in Ireland again. Mm-hmm. um because ireland is very uh, new friendly it's, for, it's very good for new players yeah. and so we barely interacted with each other at all uh, so the rest of the world which is thousands i mean thousands and thousands and thousands of lords and vassals and knights and and, and wives and that's all random that's mm-hmm. all random uh, and 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 things will and what i love about this game is history will change like Like, for example, I don't know, uh, France could divide in two. Like, Aquitaine could decide to make its own country and conquer uh, Spain. And you have nothing to do with this. It's just happening while you play. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm playing in Africa. That can happen. Like, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just every time you play a game, history will be different. And I think it's really exciting to see that happening. That sounds really interesting. I mean, it sounds complicated as well, but... It is not a simple game. It has a steep learning curve. If you want to learn, I really suggest you play with someone that already played before, mm-hmm. so he or she can guide you through the first uh, your first game. Maybe um, uh, the, to me, the child, the most challenging thing is um, when uh, when you die. Uh, there's a lot of rules depending on your culture, your religion, uh, a lot of things. Who's gonna get what? Yeah, and a lot of time, all your children are dividing the things together. They wage war to each other. Uh, it's really intense. It's very difficult. Succession is really complicated. So I think it's the, the hardest thing to manage. But other than that, hmm. it's 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 awesome. I really suggest it. Um, I could talk about stories uh, uh, about, about this game. Funny stories that happened to us for for a long time. It's really funny. Um, but um, yeah, and, and and I'm open invitation to you, my friend. If you want to try it and you want to play with me one day, uh, I would love to. I think we would have a blast. I, I would love to as well. The thing is, um, I'm using an uh, an Apple computer, and I heard that you know that um, they always say it's uh, you can't really play games with that. I don't know if that's really true. I don't think I think like it's true anymore. I think it's an old saying. Uh, it's like saying there's no virus on the Apple computers. Mm. That was probably true in '97, but I don't think. Uh, I mean, it's obviously not anymore because there's a lot yeah. of people using them now. 
Um, the question is, can you play with the PC player if you have an Apple computer? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't but know. if you really want to try, I can I can look it up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. It, it's, it does sound complicated, but it sounds interesting at the you same could, time. You could create the Kingdom of Bavaria and yeah. it, it finally, <laughs> finally invade Switzerland. You can finally do it. <laughs> My dream comes true. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to make, make everything so that Switzerland becomes the poorest country in the EU at, at today's times. And, and you know what's crazy about it is that this company they make different games for different uh, time times uh, time periods. Oh, that's cool. And, and if we play Crusader King is the oldest one, so we can start. You can start in Bavaria, and I can start. I don't know in in, in um, Normandy. That's where my ancestors yeah. are from, and uh, we can start there in eighteen and eight hundred sixty-seven. And then when the game ends in fourteen something, we can transfer or save to the next game, which is called Europa Universalis Four. And we can play until the Victorian age, where we can transfer our game to Victoria 2. And then we can transfer... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> your, your advertisement is going to, through the roof here. And it ends in 1948. That's the end right. of the game. <laughs> Are you going to... Is there... If, if, if we type in uh, Philippe uh, 50, do we get 50% discount? Uh, yes, you can write at uh, paradox.com slash Putsindradvos are the coolest guys on earth and you you get you get fifty uh, percent off yeah. I heard that uh, rumors that Rockstar get Rockstar games is um you know the the ones from uh, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead yep. Redemption are making an, a game where you can apply, uh, working on a game where you can um time travel and go through different um you know uh, different times and stuff. So maybe that that's or? I don't know if it's if they if they're that's public, but I've read it somewhere because the PS5 is very, very good at you know switching um quickly through different you know time zones and different vastly different areas. And right. st- so yeah, um, this is this is possible. Like now my computer has a solid state drive, so like loadings are not a thing anymore. So that's doing cool. that, doing that. It's very possible, like changing maps all the time, like changing time zone. Like it's it's really possible now with the solid hmm. state drive. Maybe they're waiting for a PS5 and Xbox, whatever name. I don't understand the naming scheme of the Xboxes. Um, maybe now now they have SSDs, so maybe they they were waiting for that. Hmm. That would be maybe. cool. Hmm. Um, also, uh, one thing that I remember, you told me we have mail. I know this is a hard cut again, but I can't change it. Why not? Why not? You know, this is a you have to remember the roots of this podcast. There's two, two friends having discussions. Yeah. So uh, who cares about cuts? Right? When we talk normally, yeah. that's what happens too. So whatever. Um, yeah, we have a question from a listener. It's All a right. very simple question. Um, and I don't think you've answered it uh, in the past. Okay. Um, uh, so the listener uh, wanted to know um, if you watched and if you did, if you liked it, the... Kenny versus Penny pandemic special. <laughs> I I I watched it and um, so he wants a review of it, like it comments whatever you have to say. Experience. I am very glad to do that. Thank you very much. Um, if you're a Kenny versus Penny fanatic like I am, um, please ask more questions because I'm always happy to talk about my favorite TV show of all time. So, Kenny versus Penny after what feels like um, a century of, of not doing anything um, um, on the TV screen, 
got a they their uh, pandemic special. It's, it was called Paldemic, and it was um, aired on CBC Comedy. Um, it wasn't really like many fans expected it to be a classic Kenny versus Spenny episode with you know a um, a competition and a humiliation. It wasn't really th really that. It was like the two were in the during a pandemic. They were in 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 I think it was Kenny's house or so and uh hanging out there and um you know basically thinking of you know how, how can we make some money and they interviewed some people there are a couple different ideas woven into um into the episode so i think it was more like a um like a um remember us and uh where are we at now and how is our relationship at this point in time um, it was more like a catching up thing. So, um, so you know, you didn't really get a classical episode of that. Um, however, so I, I think I think of it in two ways. So in the beginning, I think that was that's when it was the strongest. They the two were just insulting each other. They were just going freestyle, which is exactly what they're doing on stage, I think, uh, for the last five years or so. And very successfully within Canada. I've seen them here in Hamburg live as well, and I loved it. So they're just insulting each other in in really extremely rude ways, and but they can't do it since they're friends and stuff. Like, you know, um, Kenny made jokes about Spenny's investment decisions and how he's not able to provide for his family and stuff. Like his kids are starving and really shit like that. Um, and uh, Spenny, you know, always yelling back and and looking really looking like shit. I think he looks like like Sever. If if Sever Snape were an alcoholic, that's what he what uh, Spenny looks like right now. Um, yeah. And then they then they uh, they they did like a. I think it was like like you know Spenny said he wanted he wants to have a successful TV show again and kenny says i can make that happen since i know you know how to manage that kind of stuff i know to, how i know i can take over the production side and then he tricked him uh spenny into basically humiliating himself he ate like half a roll of toilet paper he drank um hand sanitizer and he shoved like a a broomstick up his ass that to me personally was not the you know not the highest point of it because i feel like you know spenny is so good has so gotten used to being humiliated and you know making money by being humiliated and kenny obviously still enjoys doing it but it's not the same if if he doesn't compete it i think if he bends down and just say you know do something to me kenny then that's not really what what i like and you know them um, then in the end spenny was like playing a song in the streets and stuff you know, to, to to end it, for me as a fan, I'm I'm glad to see anything these guys are doing. They also have had um, a live special that they did online um, over the uh, like over New Year's Eve, which was absolutely crap because the sound quality was dog shit. I bought a ticket for ten uh, Canadian dollars and I stayed stayed up on the um, December thirty first to watch it. Uh, they, it was like a live stream where you got like an invite and stuff. It was shit, but that was due to technical technical issues, which is embarrassing if you think of how many people paid money for it and that these guys should know better by now. But um, they're gonna re uh, gonna do it again, and I'm glad to see it then. And I'm always glad to support them. And um, during that um, shitty lives thing, they hinted of a new Candy versus Spenny season. Um, 
And if that really happens, I, I don't know how happy I'm going to be because I'm really, I have been waiting for this for ages. Like I love these guys. I'm obsessed with these guys. So, and this is only going to be great. And so. Well, um, they're not getting any younger though. Do you think they're still not, have the, they still have it in them? You know what? Um, Kenny always said in an interview, he think, he said the, the older they get and the more pathetic they get with it, the better it's going to be for entertainment values. And I think that's absolutely right. They, because if you watch the show, um, um, you see the first two seasons, they are somewhat tame and they, uh, you know, they don't go that crazy and insane. And in the end, the longer it goes and the, you know, they, they look shittier. They, they were just meaner towards each other. And I think that that is just, great i think now you know as i said spenny looks like an alcoholic kenny's like all gray and and you know and fat and chubby and stuff and they still there's nothing they care more for than entertainment basically and i think that's just a formula to win if you have a tv network behind you that just lets you go freestyle and 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 do whatever you want because if you put a leash on these guys it's not gonna be great uh and i think they somewhat put a leash on them for the pandemic special again watch it please because i want uh, cbc comedy to know that there's a huge demand for them to come back and do whatever they want but um yeah they i i just i just want everything for them i everything for them to come back to to make it big and you know just to to do uh, to comedy and do to me what Kenny versus Benny did when I watched it uh, on shitty German dub in uh, when I was like 50. So yeah, I watched it. Please watch it if you don't if you haven't. And uh, my friend who is also a Kenny versus Benny fan, I feel you. Shout outs to you. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I think he's gonna be happy with this uh, answer. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> All right. Um, I have another song for our list. It's uh, we're, I'm, I'm going Japanese for the next song. Um, it's by Shugo uh, Tokumaru, and the song is called Mazume. I'm going home for this uh, this one. Uh, it's a, it's an artist that I, I uh, listened to a lot when I was a kid because my parents are a big fan of him. So it reminds me of my uh, early youth. Um, and it's a song called Le Privé from Michel Rivard. All right. See you guys in a moment. I'll eat your ass. I will. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up, I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. I will eat your ass. That's why I want the globalists to know. I will eat your ass first. You're not. We're going to dig you out of those bunkers. We're going to dig you out of those holes. You make us vacuum out your child's brain or chop your daughter or son up. Oh, no, 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 no. Look at that. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on What's for Dinner. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello and welcome back to the final take of this first episode in the new year. Philip, are you still there? Yep, yep, absolutely. Now, um, 
I know if uh, I know you probably feel the same, um, but for me, I um, the new year starts. I remember last year I was planning a, a great trip. Um, it was destroyed by COVID, and so far I still really don't know if I'm gonna be able to travel this year. I'm not only talking about Japan; I'm talking about travel in general. I don't know how far it works, and um, I found a um, I found a. It, I found a, a surprisingly satisfying way to travel during the pandemic. Have you? I have. Um, and I recommend this to, to all of you guys to try out. Maybe it works for you. I mean, obviously, it, it doesn't really. Uh, anyways, I, let, let me just start. So Go ahead. what I did is I, I, was, uh, I was a little bored. So I went on Google Maps and I just uh, clicked on some island or something. And I, 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 I started Street View and I just walked, I clicked myself through random streets. It was like strolling through the, tr the streets on Google Street View. And I, I found that to be rather um, satisfying, to be honest. I looked around, I, you know, I looked at the signs and wow, this looks different than, than in Germany. Um, so that's, that's one, one little Uh, a, a trick I wanted to give out to everyone out there to try. Maybe that helps you guys if you are like me and you miss going away. Maybe that's a thing that you know can help sometimes. Maybe you, you know, you could go uh, to a different country and say, "Well, I would like to stay in that hotel." Okay, where would I go go today? We would visit this and that site, and I would go there, and maybe I'd have lunch there. The more you think about it, and if you like get really hungry during it uh, or you know you're in a country where it's really warm and it's actually cold where you are at right now then it might get um, sad but if you keep a little distance from it I think it's a nice way just I will just before I, I come to what I wanted to come to just want to give out that have you ever done that Philip? I often uh, use it uh, to uh, go back to places I've been before, just mm -hmm. to uh, when I'm trying to show someone. For example, I found our dorms in Seoul. Yeah. Uh, I found it back on Google Map, mm -hmm. uh, Street View. But have you ever gone to a place where you haven't been before? Uh, not on the purpose of just um, like trying to get away, no. But sometimes by curiosity of what it looks like in mm -hmm. that town or that city. Um, I, I'm on a, I'm on a subreddit called urban hell all right <laughs> uh, and it's like pictures of like like grimy cityscapes and yeah. i tried to like go to these places to see what these look like there's a lot of like cities in the northern of russia they're like oh wow secret cities you see that used to be secret uh, back in the cold war stuff and they look super like sad and, and oh dry and i i like to go and see like what it's like over there and that's uh but it's not as positive as your experience i should try it but um th this gives me the opportunity to have a perfect transition which i'm gonna use now since you 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 like to go to grim places and you know uh uh and and these kind of things are you familiar with the term dark tourism Uh, no, I don't know this term. So that is um, dark tourism is when people go to places that are forbidden or a little oh, bit right. sketchy and stuff, and they go there to seek the excitement. So they're not going to the things that you know your everyday um, a travel agency would would put you in. And right. I know that you, as much as I am, maybe even you are a little more than that, um, are very open to different experiences and are always seeking the um you know the route that is off the the chart and you always 
curious to find hidden gems, right? You know me very well. Yes, I do. <laughs> and so I, I wrote down um, four um, different uh, travel journeys or, you know, spots where dark tourists actually go to. And okay. I wanted to, and I, I'm curious to know for each of them, if you were willing to go there, if that's something you would want to try, or if you'd say, no, that's even too, too tough for me. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll try. Okay. okay. I'll try to be as honest as I can. Yes, please be. Um, so the first one would be to, would be in my favorite country ever um, in Japan. Would you okay. dare to visit the forbidden areas of the Fukushima um, nuclear oh, catastrophe it, site? Oh. Just as an information, the, the core area where it's, where it's illegal to go to, but there are dark tourists who go there because you have like abandoned, um, restaurants you have abandoned stores you have like game arcades that are all dusted up and stuff it has 530 um uh, zverts i think that's what you call them which um you know that um attracts the radioactivity and just 530 is the number here and even one at one zvert it starts to be lethal if you endure it for longer so you get and can get sick you um you can get nausea and stuff like that um And obviously the risk of getting cancer or even dying is very high. You need to wear gas mask. You need to have like a body suit on and even the dust, uh, the dust, if you breathe it in and stuff, it's super dangerous, but obviously at the same time, it's very exciting. And there are some tours, even though they're um, not really that legal, but the Japanese government wants people to go back there. So if tourism goes there as well, um, I think at some point they they close an eye if you can avoid police, which is possible there because it's just so abandoned. Would you go there and do one of these dangerous tours or would you not do them? Or would you do it until a certain point? Um, if I'm honest with you, um, I don't think I would. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm more interested in... Uh, I, I, The whole thing of like abandoned buildings and stuff, I get it. It's cool, but yeah. it's not really the type of thing I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I would not put my life in danger to um, see an abandoned building. It was abandoned like eight years ago or something. It's not like it's something that's 50 year old or anything like that. But you have um, that excitement where you know that, you know, that you have like the, the Geiger counter thing that goes yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, that's true. That's yeah, surreal, I guess. And, and, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm one of the only few thousands that have been there in the last yeah. five years, you know? I get that. I do get that. Um, but uh, I don't think it's the, it's worth the risk to only to see a five... I don't know how many years it's been, like five, yeah. six, seven, eight, I don't know. Um, I think it was 2010. Okay, so let's... Yeah, 10, 10 years. Um, no, I don't think it's worth the risk. I would not... Would you... Uh, then, a uh, uh, side question, would you... Would would it be different to for the, the Chernobyl site? Because obviously that's like the 80s, so that must look different. Yeah. There's like wolves roaming know. in there and stuff. Yeah, is is it is it still dangerous to go there? I yeah, guess it, it is. is right? it, is. it is. It is. It's yeah. not as dangerous as uh, Fukushima, but it still is very very dangerous. Right. Uh, I, I guess it would be more interesting. Yeah, because mm -hmm. uh, it's older. I think yeah. it would be more. If I had to choose between the two, I would definitely go to Chernobyl. All right, next one. Um, There are a number of um, of different countries that uh, that offer you the opportunity. Some uh, sometimes it's more legal, sometimes it's less illegal, to um, to go on a deserted island and um, 
and stay there for a number of time. I think you can book like have like three or four days or so, depending on your level of experience. And you many, many times you don't really know what happens there, especially if you go book one of these illegal ones, because then, you know, it's just some fisherman that you pay and he puts you there and picks you up again after like three or four days. So you don't know what sources of food you have. And if you actually are all by yourself and what kind of animals are there, blah, blah, blah. Would you dare doing that? Would that be something exciting for you to be all alone on an island like that? Or would you say, no, that's a little too much? I think it would be plain stupid because I have no skills. Um, I have no survival skills whatsoever. I have no manual skills. I changed my partner's um, thermostats in her, in her home and I yeah. was extremely proud of me. <laughs> I was like, I was like celebrating it. So uh, I don't think it would be able to survive in a deserted island. I think in my case, it would have, it would be, it would be pure stupid. Not even if um, you got like, you know, a lighter knife, some water with you. Not the thrill I'm really looking for. I think I, I like my comfort too much. There's something really poetic and romantic about it. Imagining like sleeping on the sand or building yeah. a little hut or something. Yeah. Um, but truth is i'm terrified of spiders and i have no skills so i think i would have a terrible time on an island I, my answers are boring but i'm i'm honest man. oh who knows i'm maybe maybe i can still get you out of it um now the next one is one um one thing uh uh someone who 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 uh, like as someone i know actually did so it's um to do like a shaman ritual um in the amazon rainforest you can do that from different countries I think it is legal in those countries, but what you do there is you take ayahuasca, which is one of the strongest hallucinogenic drugs. Um, they, they get it from like some, some tree and uh, some root or something. It gets you, sends you on a crazy trip. Um, obviously there's like a, a shaman there and um, it has something holy for the indigenous people that you do it with so you're not all by yourself and uh, um, and it's fairly um, protected and overseen however you can see crazy stuff like there are people who who really see it as a turning point in their life in a positive positive way but there and there are also people who see like their loved ones being killed over and over again and they are really traumatized afterwards would you dare doing that Or would you say I, I I pass? I don't have to do that within my lifetime. I, that sounds more interesting because it's a cultural experience. Uh, it's, it is, it, yeah. That's something that I, I'm way more interested in the two first you said um, for the the for for that cultural experience. The fact that you're um, participating in the right from a different culture, mm -hmm. um, I think it's fascinating. Uh, I would love to read on that. Mm -hmm. I would love to know more about it. I don't think I know enough to give you a solid answer. Yeah. But I, I would definitely tell you maybe, that's for sure. Um, it sounds like it's um, it's interesting. It sounds like it's it's something that can be uh, something that mark you for the better or worse. Who knows? But um, so yeah. you know someone who did it. I did. Uh, I do. Um, wow. So the guy, the guy um, did it when he was in Peru and he was on an, actually at the time you and I were in South Korea, he was in Peru Okay. and he did it there. And he always talked like back in, in, in university, he said, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do that. I really want to try it. And he said, so what you do is you, you, you take like a little, this little shitty boat and you go, uh, uh, go down the, the Amazon and uh, which must be fascinating on its own. And must then be you, Yeah, and then you're like in some indigenous tribe where obviously you pay for that before you book it. And 
But why do they want to welcome you in there, right? And in, in their tribe? Well, they got money then... for it, right? Yeah, I so, guess. Um, for them, it's uh, like monetary reasons, and they control everything. So you know, it's like their culture is not really being taken from some shitty Americans who who copy yeah. it. It's really them. So I guess it's uh, it helps them, in, in, uh, at least for the money reason. And and he says, so you go there, you eat some food there, which is all crazy by himself. Like he sent me some pictures where there was like a white monkey jumping on his shoulder and stuff. Whoa. And he saw like an anaconda swimming in the Amazon. So oh, that must be all crazy. And then yeah. you go there and they and you get like a cup of this stuff and you drink it. And he says it was like the most disgusting taste he ever had in his mouth. His Whoa. mouth. He says that already when you have it in your mouth, like your whole throat is tightening, like your body oh, saying, yeah. saying, no, 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 don't give me that shit, don't give me that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and obviously you drink it. And then after a rather short time, you start vomiting. He, in his case, because he wanted to have like a super intense experience, tried to keep the vomit down and th- swallow oh the God. vomit back uh, again, again. Oh but eventually God. you vomit and then it's like, you know, the, the shaman is like banging drums and they hit you with like a feather stick and stuff, stuff like yeah. that. And he says, and then it just starts. You 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 sit there there by the fire you relax and and you see stuff and he says the cool thing was that you could actually you were able to control the environment mm. so what he's I, I i only remember some things he told me he said that he saw like a tree and he was like i really want to move that tree away so he he looked at the tree and suddenly the ground was like shaking and the tree flew up to the sky and just wow. was gone it was gone for like the whole trip, which which took half the night or so. Yeah, these these things take a while, right? The mushrooms, yeah. it's like four hours or something. So. I, I, so it's like really a long thing. And he said he also said, but he at some point he saw like a like a monster's face between the trees somewhere, staring mm-hmm. at him, and he knew it was there. And he was like, okay, if I focus on that thing now, I'm gonna have a bad trip. So he just tried to ignore it, but every time he looked at the at the thing, he saw the monster's face again. <laughs> so that doesn't sound good. No, but um, he he um, for him it was like a really good thing in the end. Um, but does, does he? Do you know you're high when you're on this? Did he tell you like, oh, I knew the face was not real. I know like. I think like he did. I think the okay. way he told me, he did know that. But then okay. again. You know, if you concentrate on it and, you know, it suddenly it's like 10 monsters' faces and it, they're rushing towards you, I yeah, think yeah, in that case, you you are in danger of going Cause insane. Because I, I know on LSD, you can lose touch with reality. I remember I, I had a friend who ordered some online, uh, yeah. Leads Doable, uh, from China. Uh-huh. Um, and he did it on his own on a basement. I don't know why he did that. Um, wow. Sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and he told me he totally lost touch with reality because he called me during uh, during the evening. Yeah. And I didn't pick up. I was busy. This is like a year or two ago. I don't know what mm-hmm. I was up to, but he texted me and he said, what time is it? And I said, it's, I don't know, 8.30 p.m. And he said, um, and he texted me like, is time a thing? <laughs> <laughs> and and he, he was like, I don't understand time. He's like, yeah. I, I, he's like, I was panicking because oh, he was like, shit. not, it was not, com- he was like, the concept of time was not making sense to him. So he was totally like losing touch with reality where I heard like mushrooms, for example, you're more aware that you're just mm. freaking high and that's that. Right. So mm. I was wondering if, if that thing was more of that, of the, the, the mushroom type or the LSD type. I, if I want to understand it's more of the mushroom type. I, I don't, I don't know, but it's, uh, it, it's supposed to be one of the strongest, if not the strongest hallucinogenic drug. The thing that, 
I think I wouldn't do it uh, because my, my the guy to, uh, also told me asked me like well wouldn't you try it and I think I wouldn't um, mostly also for the reason if if anything happens to you in like in the middle of the rainforest oh, yeah. you're done they're yeah. they're not gonna ship you to to some some hospital during your trip that's yeah. impossible you're done so. I wouldn't do it, but um, I totally respect and understand people who who would uh, try it. Yeah, Now, I have a last point, which is one that freaks me out, uh, and I, I just I want to ask you, even though I can't imagine your answer. Have you ever heard of McCamey Manor? No, McCamey Manor. That's like I don't know, like some Midwest. Uh, it's in the Midwest of the United States. And this is some guy who says, who claims to have the toughest, most horror haunted house experience you will ever have. If you if you want to check uh, check it out, there are some YouTube videos. But disclaimer: they are disturbing. So what happens is you sign a disclaimer before you give him like some paperwork and stuff that you know um, give him legal, more or less legal freedom. And what they do is um, you go there. And you get like a funny costume and stuff. And then you are basically abducted by this guy with his helpers and uh, you pay for that. And you go basically through hell. They, they, you know, they, they duct tape you, they undress you, they splash cold water over you. They cut cut and rip out um, hairs and eyebrows. They shave you. They do basically whatever they want with you. They, They do, to a certain extent, uh, physical abuse with you. They do mental abuse with you. They tell you they're gonna kill you and all that shit. They try and break you until you say like, okay, I'm out. Um, this is it, finished, I'm, all, I'm out. And he, I think he even claims that you get like 10,000 bucks if you go through it until the end and no one has yet done that. And um, and it really, for there are actually a lot of people who who are on their waiting list who want to do it because they say it's like the ultimate test of your of what you're made of but uh i saw the i saw some videos of it and they freak me out like i i i, I had to think of them while i was at night because i thought oh god why would anyone ever want to do that so even though i can't imagine your answer i'm still asking you would you ever dare to do that No, enough. Of course not. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a thrill seeker to that level for sure. Uh, but that's interesting. I'm definitely going to look that up. Look it up. In McKamey Manor. It's really. I don't understand why anybody would go through that. I don't really understand the point of it. I like, it I, I, like, what's the point of getting mental abuse voluntarily? You know, I think that like there's um, there's a documentary on YouTube <laughs> on him, and there's like this woman from somewhere in Latin America. I don't know where exactly. And I think she she has been there like five times or so, and it's not cheap. You pay like three thousand bucks or so to do it, and you you know you gotta fly there to the U.S., drive there in the middle of nowhere, rent a car and shit like that. Um, and you know, and they they also every time he he um, this guy does does these things, he um, he has to get like uh, he has to inform the local police because and say like, well, there's gonna be shouting and screaming, so you know we we're doing some of our crazy events again. Honestly, um, I think I really think this is this is like uh, you know there I I I I think there was one guy that I saw in in the documentary who says like yeah I like to dive with the sharks I I do the, all these kinds of things I climbed uh, Mount Everest and stuff so this is like the the highest level of thrill that I can imagine 
so I want to do it. And I think he he quit after like an hour. He said, okay, I'm, I'm not going to continue doing it. This is just too hard for me, too tough. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I would know. Like, I would like to witness it, but I would, no, not I, be, uh, I would not like to be the, the victim for sure. Mm. So you, I'm curious. I'm curious like what's going on there, but it is really insane. Really. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a horror movie came true basically. It's twisted for sure. It's very yeah. Twisted. And people, and you know, and the contestants, they cry and everything. And you really see that they, you know, you see in there. They know it's fake, but they know it's fake. So, but they get they, hit for real. They know it. You know, they, they know that the guy's not going to kill them. Right. But he, I, I know that he did do some, some hardcore shit with them. I think he, not too sure, but I think he, he ripped off some fingernails and stuff like that. So, that's insane. That's, that's yeah. insane. And I mean, I mean, let some, let some other person uh, uh, rip off like hair or stuff. It's like, you know, you know, the thing where, um, where uh, I know this from like, you know, when, when there's like uh, people who tell you they, uh, they, they like, um, they want to try like BDSM. Like I, I have a friend yeah. who likes to, who likes these kind of, oh, he's like interested in these kind of things. And I remember that he told me that, uh, that it's a different thing to watch something online or to read about something and then the same thing happening to you. And so I think even if you know that the guy is going to probably um, duct tape you and rip off your eyebrows or something like that, mm. if you actually see someone doing that, yelling at you and it's smelly and it's, it's cold and whatever, I think that's a whole different story. And and oh and by the way, they don't tell you when it ends. I think, so you could be there for like a day or so. Damn, damn. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> and imagine, imagine, imagine the guy who likes to do that, who wants to earn his money doing that, torturing people. I mean, it's 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 uh, capitalism to its best, I guess. There's a demand that this guy's twisted. He had there's a there's a demand for it, and now he's probably rich doing this. He he probably he probably be in jail if he wasn't allowed to do that. I guess, yeah, yeah. He has to control himself though, because that's the thing. Like, if he gets too into the thing, and he also himself gets like, yeah, I don't know. This can go wrong, I guess. It's it's really look it up. It's even even talking about it, it makes me makes me uh, makes me shiver. Anyways, um, I don't know if you have still anything on your list, but I'm through with today. How about you? Uh, yeah, I think we it's a good it's a good full episode. Thank you for this uh, segment. That was really interesting. You too. I'm gonna Google about the, these things uh, during the do day it, for sure. Do it. Maybe you change if yeah. you change your mind. Let us let us all know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I will change for the last one. That's for sure. If if you guys um, are interested in those, and maybe maybe you think. Philip and I are pussies for not wanting to do those kind of things, or maybe yeah, yeah. maybe even you have done any of these things. We're highly interested to to know uh, from you. Yeah. Or if you're big Candy versus Benny fans and you want to talk about that some more, or about what was the game called? I'm sorry, I forgot the name. Crusader Kings Three. Crusader King Kings Three. Um, let us know. Uh, you can reach us um, at. Uh, what what is it again? I'm sorry. Let's it's really simple. Uh, Putinbradwurst at gmail.com. Simple as that. It's the name of our podcast, Putinbradwurst in one word at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice message through the Anchor app. And you can do that at anchor.fm slash Putinbradwurst. Um so written, 
email, vocal, anchor app. So write to us. We want to have more interactions with you guys. Yep. All right. Uh, one last song from my side um, is again by a Japanese singer. It's called Usewa um, by Ado. And yeah, that's it from my side. Hear you guys next week. And I give the last words to Philip. Yep. Uh, so uh, my song uh, is from a British band called Shame. And the song is called, uh, I have it right here, Water Water in the Well, I think it's called. Yep, Water in the Well. It's from their upcoming, it's a single from their upcoming album. Really excited for it. It's post-punk. It's um, Oi Revival kind of thing. It's a really cool band. Young, young, uh, young dudes that are, we have a lot of energy. I really like their energy. And to end it, well, um, we all miss tourism, uh, whether it's dark or light tourism. And I hope we'll be able to... Um, travel maybe this, at the end of the year but in any case um, i hope you guys are all okay mental health wise physical health wise take care of yourself and uh yeah hear you in the next episode